Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ, final hour of the Nick Wilson Show for today. On the final Thursday edition of Nick Wilson and the Nick Wilson Show, that okay, that sounded very ominous. On the final edition, Thursday edition of the Nick Wilson Show in Charlotte, uh, tomorrow's the final day. Hacksaw going to be joining us in studio for the hack song. Maybe we'll do a little hacked on something or other. We're, I don't, I, I legitimately, I'm not. This is not a bit. I don't know how much sports we're going to talk tomorrow. We might just hang out and just BS for four hours. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Uh, we'll figure it out in the lead-up till tomorrow. In the meantime, if you missed any of today's show, WFNZ.com for the full hours, bits, and interviews. And as you guys know, Garth Brooks coming to town. And on both this Friday and Saturday, as you guys say goodbye to Nick Wilson, we say hello, at least momentarily, to, to one... Uh, in Gears Brooks, the FNC Doghouse will be hosting the Friends in Low Places pre-concert party starting at 2 p.m. So whether you're starting your weekend early on Friday or starting your Saturday night early, stop by the corner of Minton Moorhead for food, fun, and a live performance by Greg Parrish, all at the FNC Doghouse's Friends in Low Places pre-concert party this Friday and Saturday. In the meantime, we got a friend... In the right place. Not a low place. In the right place. He's on the guest line. He's been one of the uh, more uh, recent guests. Last, what, year, year and a half, he's been one of the most consistent guests we've had. DraftScout.com, the Mic'd Up podcast, the great Mellow Miller. What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. I appreciate you uh, letting me you know, do this one more time with you, uh, your time in Carolina well, I have I've said this to everybody on this week, and as far as you guys know it, it's 100% true. My my guest rule this week is I only wanted people that I either admire, I vibe with, that I've had fun with. Uh, I didn't want to take a risk with a uh, with a with a lame guest. So this is a, this is absolutely one of the highest endorsements I can give you, uh, which is not something I can say about literally any Power Five conference, but SEC in the Big Twelve. It feels as if there's a rat race to, to the third spot here. What do you think of the position the Big 12 is in here? A year after losing Texas and OU to being to be to to ending up as the third super conference behind the SEC and Big 10. I think it's actually pretty remarkable. Uh, I'm a Texas fan myself. Some of your listeners may have caught on to that over the past year or so. Um, but after Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12, I honestly thought that the conference was going to die. I thought that they would just um, be poached by these other conferences. I thought the Big Ten would make runs at them. I thought the Pac-12 would make runs at some of these teams. But I thought they did a, a very good job of adding some pretty solid programs, you know, Cincinnati, BYU type. And now they're on the aggressive. So I, I actually kind of find myself rooting for the Big 12 and what they've done so far. I think they've put themselves in a really good position. Again, uh, it was a year or so ago, 
looked like the conference was going to die. Now it looks like it might be positioning itself for that third kind of power conference, even maybe over the ACC. And you've got to feel better about the Big 12 right now than you do the Pac-12. So it's been pretty impressive there. Mello, I've said that, you know, in the event that Notre Dame were to to agree to join the ACC as a football member, full-fledged member this time, instead of just everything but football, I've said that it really only buys the ACC time. Um, but in the end, they're going to need to to take on a few more bigger programs to truly survive. I think the same can be said of the Big Ten that, you know, it's not Notre Dame, but Cincinnati, Central Florida, like the BYU. I think these schools have helped sustain the Big 12. What programs do you think would be or what programs do you think adding would be essential to really, uh, I guess, increasing the football uh the football brand of the Big 12 and truly ensuring their long-term success as the third biggest uh, power conference in college football? Yeah, you know, there there have been a lot of talks and rumors already about trying to get after some of those Pac-12 schools, the Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, maybe even making a run at Washington and Oregon. I think that's nice. Uh, Those are some pretty decent, uh, maybe second, third-tier schools. But I do think if the Big 12 wants to stay relevant, if they do want to become that third power conference that uh, teams are you know, trying to do, I think they're going to have to make a run at some of those schools over on your side of the country there in the ACC where North Carolina has become a very popular get. And a lot of people, the uh, SEC as well, and maybe even the Big 10, might make a run at North Carolina. And I think if you can make a run and you can get North Carolina, it's maybe not the sexiest of football schools we don't don't think of them as a blue blood necessarily but i do think that they're a really good football program that brings a lot of excitement and i think if you get north carolina you can probably talk duke into coming as well and i I know that this realignment stuff is run by college football but i'll tell you nick i get very excited even as a college football guy the possibility of duke north carolina and kansas all being in the big 12 for, for basketball and I think all three of those are very viable basketball programs. And I think that they offer you enough with football as well. And then, you know, maybe you can make a run And when you look at the Big 12. And maybe then you can dip into, like, a, a Virginia Tech. I, I still can't believe more people, more conferences aren't trying to go after Virginia Tech. Maybe that's just me, you know, growing up watching Michael Vick play. I've always loved Virginia Tech. Blacksburg at night, playing Interstand Man. But I think that Virginia Tech and North Carolina could be two huge gets. And that's if you can get those Pac-12 teams on board as well. Then you do start to kind of realize, okay, maybe we can play with the big dogs. Mello Miller of the DraftScout.com and Mic'd Up Podcast on the guest line here. So I wanted to get into a few specific programs and start to really dig deep because we are getting closer to the return of college football. But early on the show... We, you know, we kind of we're, we're talking about the NBA in-season tournament and, you know, what's the NBA's biggest problem? Then we got into the NFL. What's the NFL's biggest problem? There seems to be a lot of people who think there's a lot, a lot of things wrong with college football. For you, what do you see as the as college football's biggest problem at the moment? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, off the top of my head, I think the biggest problem right now is maybe the NIL deal. I love, I'm on the player side of this thing. I think it's great that they can finally make money off of their name image likeness. But at the same time, I do think that the NCAA has to come out 
and maybe just put in some, I saw the term guide rails the other day. Hey, you're not really limiting what these players can make, but just guide rails on how to operate because it still very much feels like the wild, wild west. And maybe, you know, helping some of these other conferences out too and getting their TV deals lined out because that's what the realignment is, is all about. I mean, it kind of sucks. I know there are a lot of purists out there that want to believe that college football is still like uh, an educational system and, oh, yeah, these guys get to play football as well. But it, it's been very evident over the last year and a half or so. It's run by money. It's run by these conferences wanting to get into big TV markets, wanting to renegotiate their deals. And, you know, these high school players, again, can't blame them. They want to go out and they, they want to make their money too. And it feels like the NCAA is so afraid to act on this stuff that they just haven't done anything. And so it's left a lot of programs and a lot of teams questioning what, what can we do, what can we get away with. It, even a school like Texas A&M spent a lot of money on their recruiting class. But they're so afraid to admit it because they might get in trouble or might look bad when really they should be out there marketing it. Like, we've spent $35 million on this class. We've got it. Come to Texas A&M. Come make money. But the NCAA just hasn't done anything. So I, I do think that the biggest issue is they've, they've got to do something with name, image, likeness. Maybe just some ground rules of operation and how it looks. But so far, they've, they've really done nothing. Mello, I know you're a Texas fan. You admitted it. Uh, who has a better chance of being quote-unquote back this year? The Texas Longhorns in football or the Miami Hurricanes in football? Uh, I'm going with the Hurricanes on this one. I, I love the Texas is back joke, and I use it probably more than anyone. And anytime something positive happens with Texas, I will tweet out Texas is back. I, I probably did it a million times when Arch Manning committed. But there's still a lot of holes. I do like what Sarkeesian's doing there with Texas, but I think that Mario Cristobal and Miami might be doing it sooner. And I do think it's still going to take both programs a couple of years. And sadly, my Texas Longhorns are going to be in the SEC very soon. And that's just, it's a juggernaut of the conference. It's going to be so difficult to compete in. And the Texas Longhorns haven't even been able to compete in the Big 12. All right, we all. Moving over to the SEC, it's, it's tough. I'm sorry about that, my guy. Uh, so we also heard and have gotten the Arch Manning to Texas train a rolling. So I'll ask you, Arch Manning, Texas Longhorns, would that be the most hyped recruit in the last 20 years for, for Texas in that program, given where they are right now? Oh, 100%. I think you can go back maybe even further than that. Because um, with the Arch Manning stuff, I don't, I don't get into the high school scouting. I don't know how good this kid is actually going to be. But I, what I do know is that I track in the recruiting classes, whether it's um, you know 24-7 sports or whoever does these recruiting classes. And the jump that the Texas Longhorns have taken since Arch Manning has been extraordinary. As soon as Arch signed there, they got rated as a top 10 class. And within the next couple of days, they brought in so many other recruits with Arch Manning that they're actually the number three class right now for 2023. So, I mean, you can look back to Vince Young. He was a perfect-rated uh, quarterback as well. That one was huge. But it also, it wasn't the social media era. Like, people knew about Vince Young, but we've been talking about Arch Manning for over a year now. We're going to talk about him his entire senior year. He's going to bring in a lot of recruits. So I, I think that's what kind of gives him the edge over uh, Vince Young as the next guy we put up. 
All right, Mello, we do our five questions every day. Uh, we just asked the audience these five questions to fill this out. Are you, are you kind of rapid fire here, okay? You, you ready to start? You know it. Who is one athlete or celebrity you admire? Oh, wow. Off the top of my head, I don't know why I thought of it. It's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Maybe that's not the, the answer that you were looking for. I, that guy's hilarious, though. I, I think he's almost perfect. It's almost embarrassing how good he is at everything that he does. And that's the that's 100% honest answer. First one that I came up with. I like it. I like the logic. And he landed Blake Lively. That's all you need to say about that. Number four, who or what is your favorite vegetable? Favorite vegetable, corn, uh, right here in the Midwest. Mm. Uh, big old corn-fed guy myself. Got to go with that one. I'm right there with you, my guy. I did say cucumbers earlier, but, like, uh, you know, a good ear of corn goes a long way. What is the most or what is the most annoying cliche to you? Um, most annoying cliche to me, uh, best shape of his life guy. Ooh. Every offseason is. Oh, this dude is in the best shape of his life. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been in the best shape of his life now for the past three off seasons. And I just I don't buy it. I, it, I, I hate it. it. It's my my least favorite one for sure. Round is a shape. That's what I always tell the people. Number two, or sorry, number four. Math is hard. Uh, is mac and cheese the goat of side dishes? Ah, uh, it's got to be up there. I, I mean, what are you going to put ahead of it? Right, mashed potatoes are really good, but mac and cheese is just—you can eat it with anything. It doesn't matter what you have with it. You can you can dress it up, make it fancy. You can simple box mac and cheese goes with everything. I I think you got to put it up there. It's, it's number one. All right, number one, or the last question. I've completely botched the the numbering of this. What's something that What's annoys you? Something that annoys me. Um, mouth chewers. Does that count? Is that good enough for you? I, I absolutely cannot stand to hear people eat. That is the biggest annoyance. Yeah. So I didn't realize this was a thing the first seven or eight years of my life. And one year I was staying over with my aunt, uncle, and their two boys. And my uncle, or my, my cousin Michael, is one of the great mouth chewers of all time. And he knew it annoys his dad, so he was only doing it louder. And my Uncle Mike, who, I mean, the man had a temper, but he was, he was a really good dad, lost his mind about this. Like, came unglued because his son, his namesake, was, was mouth-chewing. And here's the thing. By the end of his rant, I was right there with him. I was in the pocket. He turned me anti-mouth-chewer, and I didn't know it existed 10 minutes prior. Yeah, it's, it's right there. It almost ended one of my uh, relationships. I was dating a girl. And I was the new cool guy on the scene, and she had a little brother. And he always wanted, like, he wanted to sit by me. He wanted to tag along. And I had to tell her one time, like, I, I can't do it anymore. Your, your brother chews with his mouth open, and I just, I cannot put up with it. Uh, luckily, uh, we got that problem fixed. Follow this man on Twitter, at Mello. He is the host of the Mic'd Up podcast. You can uh, see his work on DraftScout.com as well. Mello, it's been a pleasure, my guy. I appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me join you uh, one more time here. Thank you so much. Mellow Miller there on the guest line. When we come back, let's uh, let, listen. Yesterday at 120, we ranked some things. Today, we find out the thing that Fiddy ranks on Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. If these walls could talk, if you guys could have just heard... 
the conversations we were having. We got about 40 minutes left in the show. And I, there's a lot of things I want to get to in this segment specifically. But I just walked into the executive bathroom down the hall. That's that's the uh, that's the tinkle trough I like to use when Big Daddy's got to make a quick pit stop in the show. And uh, it smelled like B.O. Like, the, whomever had just been in there was so smelly that it smelled like bodily odor in the bathroom. And by the way, I did not see somebody coming to or from. And I I was so concerned because I was like, did it, is that my stench? I did the quick pit sniff. I was like, is that me? And then I realized, no. It had been at least two or three minutes since somebody else had been in that bathroom. And the stench was still there. How, as adults, how are we letting this happen, guys? If you if you smell a stinky person, listen, stinky people out there, you know you're stinky. So if somebody says you smell like B.O., take it as a compliment. They like you so much, they don't want you to smell anymore. But whomever was just in that bathroom, we need to get you outside. We need to get a fire hose going to clean you off because, good God, I couldn't breathe. Literally, I walked through the lobby earlier today when that smell of gas was all around Charlotte. I could barely breathe then. It's a second time today that a stench in this building has taken my breath away. I also would like to submit that, you know, we've got the WBT Hall of Fame down the hall here. And, I mean, the names. And, and I don't remember them because I wasn't here 50 years ago when all these people were on WBT. But the names... The Hillbriars or Patch Happers or some crap like that. I mean, these are, these are you know, Charlotte radio legends. I'm not asking to go up on the wall. Mostly because I'm very rarely ever on WBT. I, I would like, I would, I'm going to throw this out there now. I would like the good people of Radio 1 to name something after me. I would now like the executive bathrooms in the lobby. I'd like a plaque over them. To be the Nick Wilson executive bathroom. I feel like that's fair. All right. I'm not asking for the fishbowl, which is where we all get ready for our show. I'm not asking for the studio. That's a sponsored thing. It's the Mark Spain Real Estate Studio. Not asking for it. But I am asking the two bathrooms that I blow up on any given day that some stenchy bastard had walked into and left his stench in there, his B.O. stench. I am asking for them to be named the Nick Wilson executive bathrooms. That that exact wording. Because I don't know that they're executive bathrooms at all. That's just what Matt Hanlon, who used to be the big boss here, used to call them. I think it's because he felt better about using them because they're right outside his office. So I want the bathrooms here. That Big Daddy, not the ones downstairs. That's the itty-bitty-fitty memorial bathroom for whenever he finally blows himself up while blowing up the bathroom. Not the ones shared with WBT across the way. The ones right in the lobby. Big sign. Me thumbs up. Like maybe a picture. Like so it's a, a big, uh, you know, brass sign. Bold letters. The Nick Wilson executive bathroom. And then like a picture of me, a framed picture of me, like giving the finger guns. That's what I want my legacy at this station to be. Uh, Casey Steve saying the Wilson troughs. Maybe that, and so like, you know how like they do like the thing of where it's like uh, progressive field and then it's like, and the, then the field's called something else. So it's like, or a Heinz, uh, what's that? Uh, the Spectrum Center. And then the court's called like the Muggsy Bogues Court. So maybe it is 
the Nick Wilson executive bathrooms. And then each bathroom has like a, and you know, this is, uh, I'm trying to think, the big daddy toilet, right? Something like that. So that way, the whole area is named something. <laughs> we got a couple coming in here that are really good. The, the whole bathroom's called something, and then the toilet is also called something else, but very similar. Uh, Stanford P. saying, the Nick Wilson Memorial Bleeper. <laughs> you can infer what that is. Uh, TC saying, Nick, would you settle for a toilet named after you? No, I want it all. All right, like Queen once sang, I want it all and I want it now. 704-570-9610. I would like your submissions. What are the things around Charlotte that I should ask? I'd like shipwrecked at two scoops to be named after Big Daddy. Nick Wilson shipwrecked. I want it on every friggin' plaque at two scoops from now to the end of time. And in 10 years, when I was like, who the hell is Nick Wilson and why does he have a... And no, Google it. Google that crap. So what should I ask the good people of Charlotte, the, the business leaders of Charlotte here at Radio 1 to name after me as an extension of my legacy? We welcome now on the guest line a man whose legacy is on this show. It's the Jim Selenia Gold Brick. We have it every single Friday. It's going to be tomorrow with Hacksaw, the final rendition of it. And now Jim Selenia, legacy intact on the guest line. What's up, buddy? Wilson's Waterhole. Love it. Yep. Wilson's Waterhole. Can we get executive in there? Wilson's Executive Waterhole? Yeah, yeah. I, I would do that. Yeah. That way maybe they'll stay away. <laughs> Jimmy, what you got for us, buddy? Well, uh, I'm going to miss the hell out of you. I want you to know that. I was going to call tomorrow, but I know you're going to be extra busy tomorrow with uh, with, the, with everything going on your last show, but uh, I'm just going to miss the hell out of you. I really am. I'm going to miss you too, Jimmy. You were like the first WFNZ legend, member of WFNZ history to embrace and, you know, to say nice things about me. And uh, I got to meet you and Jack a couple weeks ago. Uh, didn't realize it was going to be the last time we got to like hang out, but uh, you've been a supporter of this show, of Hacksaw of this station and uh you're the best jimmy you really are you are the you are well, the genuine I'm, deal i'm one of the few that work there that are still in good graces i guess <laughs> because uh, you, <laughs> i mean you you said it right mostly when people leave a radio station they don't talk about them ever again <laughs> you know so i'm i'm lucky in that regard i got out uh and i got out right but uh i i just want you to know uh that whoever takes your position is in a precarious situation because they're going to fill some big big shoes and you, i know you probably have big feet you're big everywhere but uh <laughs> they, they, they're, they're they're filling some mighty bodacious shoes in charlotte media you too damn kind jimmy you want to do the five questions real quick yeah i guess so all right yeah N number number one who is an athlete or celebrity you admire clint eastwood uh what is your favorite vegetable I don't care for them too much. Uh, dill pickles. Uh, three. Uh, what is the most annoying cliche? Whew. Uh, all of them, basically. Uh, but, uh, mm, well, I, I can't use Rome. Uh, it, Rome is burning. How about that? Let's put a couple together. Rome is burning. 
I like that. Number two, uh, is mac and cheese the goat of side dishes? I've learned to like it later in life. I, I never was a big fan of it because I was just a picky-ass eater. I, I mean, I, I couldn't even look at mac and cheese when I was a kid, but now I will buy it occasionally, and I'll have it. Uh, but uh, side dishes, I'd probably go with french fries, unless they're bad ones. Uh, I'd probably go with french fries. Final one, Jimmy. Uh, what's something that annoys you? Most people. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, you're a good dude. You've you've been so good to me, man. I appreciate you, and I appreciate what you've done for us. Thanks, buddy. Well, good luck. Good luck. You know, I know you're going back home. When 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 I left when I left all my jobs in TV, I was moving farther and farther away from home. I never moved back home. Uh, but uh, it's, it's got to be that's got to be the silver lining for you. And uh, if they ever kick you out, come right on back, okay? You got it, my guy. Jim Selenia there on the guest line. Uh, everything I said about him is 100% true. One of the uh, OG WFNZers, who, and he really embraced this show early, and I appreciate the hell out of him. Big Cat Dan saying they definitely will have big socks to fill. Uh, hashtag Big Sock Energy. I love the, some of the submissions coming in here about what we can have named after me, Nick Wilson. Uh, Gordon saying Baker Mayfield brought to you by Nick Wilson. Baker, you got the number six back. All right. If it's Baker Mayfield brought to you by Bojangles and Nick Wilson, I'll slide to the right to fit in Bojangles first. I, I do think a free sponsorship where Baker Mayfield, whom I will, I don't, do you think Baker Mayfield knows that I willed him to Charlotte, that I willed him to the best place for his career, that I manifested it by sheer might of personality and Point blank rage. Baker, you gotta know. Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers brought to you by Nick Wilson. Love that. Because again, I would like the executive bathrooms here. The lobby bathrooms to be called the Nick Wilson Memorial. You can call them bleepers. You can call them, um, what was it? Wilson's uh, watering hole. I like that. And uh, let's see here. We also have uh, Tar Heel B saying Nick Wilson's Gentleman Club. Ooh, Nick Wilson's Gentleman Club would be. Uh, let's just say it'd be very swanky. All right, we're we're talking. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet still, but it's only classy things, right? Steak, all-you-can-eat buffet. That's what would be at Nick Wilson's Gentleman Club if if we were to name a gentleman's club after Nick Wilson. Uh, Grant saying, uh, just tuning in during my lunch break. Farewell, Nick. Wish you the best. I wish you guys the best. Again, tomorrow's going to be the final show. So we got plenty of, we got four more hours tomorrow. Hacksaw's going to be in studio here. But I do want to know. Now I've got, I've, this is like my moment, right? I've got a moment in the sun here where I can use it to leverage my way into things being named after me. I don't think I'm getting Freedom Park changed. Because I'd love a park named after me here, but that's, I mean, if, if, if for a part one, I, I should have to be on air for a lot longer than four years. But uh, but also, like, there, there are plenty other FNZers in history who deserve a park being named after them. But a tree? I'll take a tree. Maybe, maybe a species of tree in a park with a plaque at each tree saying, this is the Nick Wilson tree. The, the, the you know, Nick Wilson Ferngalia tree, whatever the hell you want to call it. Ooh, Vax Truther saying uh, Nick's, Nick Wilson's Log Cabin. That's a great name for the executive bathroom. Uh, more 
As we continue on the final segment of the show, maybe another special guest from Show History on Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Big thanks to all our guests. Mello Miller. Big thanks to uh, Nick Carboni. He was on the show today. Big thanks to Miles Simmons. If you guys missed any of that, WFNC.com for the full hours, bits, and interviews. We, we're going to have a lot of goodbyes tomorrow. But I uh, want to say thank you to everybody who, who've started to, to say the goodbyes. It was great just to talk with Jim Selenia just there. And I am asking, what, pray tell? Should I uh, use my moment to get people to name after me? I have said I think the executive bathrooms here in the building are what I would like to, because that's 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 Big Daddy's downtime spot. All right, early in the morning, I've had the coffee, I've had the water, I got the the spirit of the Lord flowing through me, and uh, that that's where Big Daddy posts up. All right, so the Nick Wilson executive bathroom. One, it sounds really important, but in the end, it's really just a bathroom. I think that's funny. Uh, we, <laughs> this one really got me, and uh, now I got to damn, damn well find it. Uh, this is great radio. Paul saying, how about a Nick Wilson greenside bunker? Yeah, give it a sand trap. Or when you're in the tee box... It'd be great if there was a way to name the other fairway, like the fairway right next to the tee box of the fairway you're shooting for, because I hit into the other green, I hit into the other uh, fairway in golf, not the one I'm aiming for, not the one you should aim for, but the fairway to the left, just to the left of the tee box is where what they should call the Nick Wilson Memorial Tee Box or the Nick Wilson Memorial Sand Trap at Sifford's. I have done the Lord's work putting more sand into the ether out of the sand traps at Sifford's than anybody else in Charlotte history. The Nick Wilson sand trap, probably the, what is that? Is that the eighth? I think it's the eighth, the eighth hole is the Nick Wilson sand trap. Uh, Tar Heel B saying, if we all chip in, can you take James from Maiden with you? We're, no, he stays here. I can't afford, this isn't the Beverly Hillbillies. I can't move everybody with me. Uh, it's just the Ballantine Hillbillies. We're going to get to the Nick pick here in just a moment. But Mark from Mid Hill, you glorious man. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. I just, uh, your your shoes are going to be really hard to fill, man. It's been really fun listening to you every day and doing the real edginess with you every uh, every week. I love that. I wish you and your family, God bless you and your family uh, going forward in Cleveland. I, I really wish you a, a lot of blessings, uh, my dear friend. And uh, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, love your sports takes. Uh, they're one of a kind, if not unique. And I'll, I'll, you will be very sorely missed here by me, uh, I'll tell you right now, and also in Charlotte. Well, Mark, you've been a great addition to the listener, the, a great addition to the show with all the stuff you've done. I appreciate you, buddy. You be good, okay? And thank you for the blessing. Really do appreciate can it. I, can I answer your five questions? Oh, hell yeah. Of course you can answer the five questions. Let me rattle them off real quick, okay? Who uh, is one okay. athlete or celebrity you admire? Clint Eastwood. Uh, what is your favorite vegetable? Oh, Lord. Uh, probably corn. 
Uh, most annoying cliche. Dead as a doornail. <laughs> number one or number two is mac and cheese, the goat of side dishes. You bet, man. Number the one. A plus. Number one. What's something that annoys you? Something that annoys me. Uh, just uh, rude people. Period. All right, my guy. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much for the kind words. Yeah, you too, my friend. Mark from Menhill there. Uh, we're going to have more opportunities. Again, we're going to have more opportunities to say goodbye tomorrow on the maiden. Is it maiden voyage? Final voyage. That's the word I was looking for. Maiden's the first one. Final voyage of the Nick Wilson show. Let's real quick here, though, get to the Mark Spain real estate Nick pick. I could tell you how yesterday's Guardians uh, White Sox game went and, and how the Mark Spain real estate Nick pick went. But I'm not going to bore you with the details of another loss. The reality is, it, it baseball has not been very kind to me. It was Betty Betty good to Sammy Sosa. It's been Betty Betty bad to Nick Wilson. But I'm, we're going to turn it around, all right? Because tonight, I'm 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 looking for a ridiculous bet. I'm looking for a bet that's going to make me feel smart if I get it. And that is, I'm either going the Reds versus the Yankees. The uh, the Reds, despite having Luis Castillo on the bump, are plus 156 on the road. And even more so, Kansas City doesn't hasn't even listed an official starter yet. They are plus 285 against the Blue Jays. I know the Blue Jays won their first game under John Schneider. I'm going to call it right now. The Royals are going to win tonight. I'm going to take that plus 285. You bet 100, you win 285. That's where we're at. We are at peak desperation on the Mark Spain real estate Nick pick. 704 number. This is uh, English Paul saying the Nick Wilson Executive Darnold Processing Center. <laughs> oh, my God. You'd just be calling IT for help all the friggin' time if it was the Nick Wilson Executive Darnold Processing Center. Charisma the Supreme... I've missed a real opportunity here. This is probably why I should be going off this station. He asked if if I've said penultimate today. I have not said penultimate. This is the penultimate edition of the Nick Wilson Show. Let's get into what you're burning on, though. You guys can call 704-570-9610. We start, as we always do, with In a Benefit. In a Benefit, what you're burning on. So... I know tomorrow is all about goodbyes, uh -huh. but this is our final what you're burning on. And so this is my first of two goodbyes to you, because when I joined the show nine months ago, it was my first and really only time I got to talk on the air. Mm -hmm. You and Stan talked nonsense for three and a half hours and I showed up. The last nine months have been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. they've, been, they've been very hard at times. We had two show changeovers. You were at home for three months. Made our jobs a lot tougher. But I wouldn't trade it for anyone, anything in the world. You took my radio virginity. You will always be the guy that you were my first radio boss. And when the job in Cleveland first opened up, I think everybody here had the same thought that you were a logical pick to go back home. Because you came here, you've made a name for yourself, you've done really good radio for the last four years. And uh, so I'm proud of you. Um, I'm going to miss the hell out of you because you've brought out more in me in the last six months than anybody else I've ever known in terms of my personality. And we've had we've had a lot of fun. So that's my first of two goodbyes as I no longer get to burn any more than the shows about Met Games, Sheever Davis, any of that fun stuff. 
Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I uh, appreciate your hard work, buddy. And uh, I'd say more, but I got some stuff to say tomorrow. All right, you and Hacky in the same room. I'm excited to see how that goes. By the way, I, th- I might have said in the Mark Spain Real Estate Nick pick that uh, the, the the Jays didn't have a starter. I, it's actually the Royals who don't have a starter picked out. I don't, I'm still taking the plus 285. I know Gosman's on the hill for, for the Jays. So I'm going to correct that because 336 number is helping us out on that. So if I was confusing there. Um, I am burning on what I just heard from Anthony Flounder Pagnata when he was in here a segment ago that Mac's wife and Mac now uh, the young man is is house sitting and dog sitting for the McLean family and Mrs. Mac you know Mac was going to let Flounder sleep in their bed and Mrs. Mac kind of gave Mac the look and was like are we really going to do that so now Flounder has to sleep in Mac's son's bed and the reality is there's no win for that if you're uh, like we we always just hey hacksaw you know this is a really comfy couch um i'm burning on the good instincts of mrs mac i think mrs mac played this perfectly i don't want you know i don't want that virgin sleeping in my marital bed i would you know if you had watched uh, artemis more than once before our, our great pup passed away there's no way in hell i would have let you stay in my marital bed i know what you do to mama's couch all right, uh, you know, you and Flounder have talked about you've done things in each other's rooms before. No way in hell I'm letting one of you DJs get into my marital bed. All right, where where the good Lord has blessed me and my wife with with uh, a virile existence, with a healthy, 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 healthy bedroom life. I'm not letting one of you perverts screw it up. Mac already can't get laid. You put a virgin in that bed. They'll never go to DTPT again. Mrs. Mack continues to overwhelm me with her good grace, with her intelligence and her her foresight. So I'm burning on Chris McLean so drastically outkicked his coverage that a woman like that could make such a spot-on, in-the-moment decision. I am burning on Mrs. Mack making the right decision and not letting flounder sleep in Mac and her's bed while he was house sitting it's, it's just it's just the right move I've I've never like you know Rex Specs Rex Specs when he worked here we used to watch the dog Rex Specs is a bit of a creeper I'm not letting him in my bed Hacksaw I, I'd wake up one day after Hacksaw slept in my bed and I'd have to clean the sheets and I'd have rosacea like none of that I love these people dearly not in my bed not in my bed All right, guys, that does it for the show today. KB's coming up next. Again, big thanks to all our guests, including Nick Carboni, including Miles Simmons, including Mellow Miller. If you missed any of today's show, make sure to check out the Nick Wilson Show podcast on WFNZ.com for the full hours, bits, and interviews. And don't forget, you guys can rate and subscribe to the Nick Wilson Show podcast. It's only going to be here for another uh, week or so, or a couple days. So rate and subscribe to the Nick Wilson Show podcast. Let's get that some rung up the flagpole on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Let's get it to be the number one podcast. In Charlotte, I don't, I don't really even know where we're going there. All right. We've got a loaded bit of guests tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. Darren Gant's going to be joining us. As I have mentioned previously, 
Uh, Hacksaw Helbig will be in studio for all four hours. Trevor Sikama, another one of my favorite guests, is going to be in. We'll see who else we can get to, to hop on the station. But I want to say big thanks to all the people. Nice things have been said today. Stanford P. knocks it out of the park as we go off the show. Saying the Nick Wilson Memorial Re, uh, Reply All Rehab Center. Listen, the Nick Wilson Memorial Rehab Center might also be pretty uh, apropos. A uh, big thanks to all the callers, texters, tweeters, itty bitty fitty. And I will be back for the final voyage of the Nick Wilson show on Sports Radio FNZ in Charlotte tomorrow at 10 a.m. Nick Wilson for IBIF saying stay safe and be good, Charlotte. Lord, I love you, Carolina. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See Charmed, I'm sure. I'm really the elevator, that's all, folks. Okay, bye.